0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. Your morning pitching podcast from com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 19th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. I hope you're still in your fantasy playoffs. It's been a long season, and if you're still here, my gosh, am I here for you. I will be here, of course. Through the end of the year, I'll be doing my massive sit and start for the next, I guess, 16 days, 17 days starting today uh, on the list. So definitely check out that stream, check out that article on the site. It is what the list is. There's no ranking of starts or anything like that. It's just a pure on every single day, do not start, all that kind of stuff. I'll see if I have the time to compile all of them, but I highly doubt that. I highly doubt I can. But anyway, let's get to it. Uh, We have Cody Morris. Going against the uh, Twins yesterday, surprises with six innings, one runs, six it's one walk, and six strikeouts across 81 pitches. Incredible. He also had a 14-pitch at-bat to open the game against Luis Arias, which landed in as a single. So, you can essentially erase that, and you have 67 pitches for six full frames, which is wild. Um, is this guy another Cleveland product that is insanely good? Well, he sits around 94, 95 his first pitch of the game, I believe, was 92. I was like, "Who is this?" Like, oh, there's 96. The next one, he found rhythm, removing himself from throwing fastballs. Actually, it it spawned an idea that I shared to Kyle Bland that he's gonna check out this week, which I think is pretty interesting, just for some UI stuff. Um, that'd be kind of cool to showcase some data. But anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that he threw more cutters and and curveballs and and. I got more, or actually really changeups rather, uh, later in the start. And those worked for him. And I can understand the cutter coming in and being this nice little strike pitch. And then the changeup gets some good whiffs and some foul balls down. And that could work a lot more if he is not as reliant on the fastball. And, hey, you're wearing Cleveland. That is what they do. So maybe that's what we do see from Cody Morris moving forward, but I think it's all fine. It's not Shane Bieber light or anything remotely close to that for me. So be, you know, be a little hesitant. Someone made a comparison to Danny Salazar. I don't I don't think he's as overpowering with the heater as Salazar was uh and it, I think it is a split change so there is something to that with a mediocre slider right maybe there is something to that I don't think Cody Morse is that guy you have to get uh yeah it's not really it's not really I mean it, it's like a questionable start essentially for me moving forward at best. Um, Joe Ryan. Sorry, I spent so much time on that one. Joe Ryan, 7.2 innings, 0 runs. You just start Joe Ryan the rest of the way and you're good. Same with you, Darvish. Luis says I had a good start against the Cardinals. I think he's a cherry bomb now, but he does get two starts against the Cubs at the end of the year. His last two starts, so that's essentially a 2 start week next week. Maybe that works? Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe one of them will work, I'll say. Andrew Heaney, only four innings against the Giants, but eight Ks, three base runners, zero in runs. He came through in it, only sixty-five pitches. You just keep doing it because it's that beneficial. Sandy Alcantara went nine innings, one run because, duh, love the man. Reed Detmers, six innings, one run for its two walks, three Ks. Oh, he's getting a little bit better. Well, the slider just got five whiffs on thirty-three thrown, but the command of the four-seamer and the slider were better. It's good to see that. High CSW on the curveball near forty percent. But Only 50% strikes. He didn't really, wasn't very consistent with it, but when he executed it, they worked, right? I think you're fine going forward this year. It seems like he's getting better. He's at 94 too on the fastball consistently. Like he sat there, which is really good to see. As a tick higher through the year. So, Reed you're getting better. I want to see that eight slider with game curveballs coming in at 60% strike rate, all that kind of stuff. That's what I want to see from Detmers to really feel. Oh yeah, I remember when I had him in the top thirty because that's just who he was for four straight starts, and he hasn't been for a little bit. So hopefully we get that soon. Alec Manoa against the Orioles, he did his job: five Ks, eight base runners, one earned run in six. You know, he has a 2.4 ERA with a one WHIP and a 23% strikeout rate through 180 innings now. Essentially, <laughs> yes, Alec Manoa, thank you so much. He's it's interesting his last two months really he has not been peak Alec Manoa. Four-seamer only got one whiff on this, by the way. Slider whiffs are not nearly as high, even though it has such filthy movement. It's strange to me. I think there's another level for Alok Manoa. I mean, he's not a 23% strikeout guy in my book. I think he's more like a 27%, which means he should be in the top 10 next year for me. Oh boy, that's a conversation to have. By the way, I will be having my top 150 starting pitchers for 2023 out on, I believe that would be... Six, seven, eight, nine, the 10th, whatever that Monday is. I believe that's the 10th. Yeah. The, the Monday, the 10th of October. I'll be doing a live stream from like 12 to five or something as I go through all of it. Join me. It's going to be a good time. Bailey Falter against the Atlanta Braves won 4.2 innings, one run forts, two walks, three ks Hey, good job, buddy. You're going to have to do it again versus Atlanta. Uh, Zach Wheeler is coming back and Nova is getting the boot. So Bailey Falter's still there. I think you leave him on the wire for that, but he does get maybe a good start after that. So, just leave him on the wire, for one, and then come back after that. Animal Sanchez made it work against the Miami Marlins. I feel like I should have gone more at this. I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what, maybe I should make him the stream pick of the day, put him on the top of a questionable or something like that. And I was like, nah, Javier Asad's way better. I mean, he kind of is, but he just didn't have his cutter yesterday while Animal Sanchez had the best of his outcomes. Six innings, 200 runs, four hits, two walks, and... i sorry, six innings, 200 runs, four hits, two walks, and three Ks against the Marlins. Blame it on the Marlins, 40% CSW on the cutter. Whatever. He's going to get them a second time. So, yeah, he's going to be in the questionable start tier because I won't make that, make that same mistake twice, but it could honestly just be bad. So that's why he's in the questionable start tier. For Amber Valdez, he's going to ace and had yet another quality start. I think it's 25 in a row. Insane. Dean Kramer survived against the Jays. Two runs in 5.2 innings, but terrible whip. Only three strikeouts near very poor quality start. Now he gets the Houston Astros. You just stay away. Jeffrey Springs against the Rangers. You star him the rest of the way. 11 whiffs on the change up here. Fantastic. Alex Cobb survived against the Dodgers. Here I was being the chicken little. You know, the end is coming. Drop him. And then he does well against the Padres and does well against the Dodgers. So now he gets the dime back. So I guess we're good. And you start Alex Cobb the rest of the way. Great stuff. It's, it's what you've been waiting for the entire year. These final two, three starts for Alex Cobb. Vince Velasquez started for the Tigers because they've had this massive mix-up. It looks like it probably is Davis-Martin starting next. Because keep in mind, you have Kopech in the IL. Yes, there's that spot. But there also was Johnny Cueto uh, having an illness over the weekend. So that opened up the second one. That is Vince Velasquez, effectively. While Davis-Martin will likely take the Kopech line. That is against the Tigers next. And this was against the Tigers. Those was four innings whatever. He survived into good-ish <laughs> Uh, Davis Martin is something that I would consider. If Vince Velasquez does get that start against the Tigers, I'm not going after it. I don't think he's that stretched out. Only 62 pitches here. And yeah, Ryan Felter is a Colorado Rockies start. You're not doing that. Ryan Nelson against the Padres. Yeah, this is, this is kind of what you get from, from rookies is they have maybe a starter that's impressive and then they showcase their volatility Four walks here for Ryan Nelson against the Padres, 5.1 innings, 300 runs. So now he gets the Dodgers and the Astros, so you're definitely not doing that. Jordan Montgomery failed us against the Reds. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks. Now here's the thing, it was 9 strikeouts. Curveball. 53% CSW, 11 out of 36 whiffs on it. That's the best I've seen on it. The 4-seam was really bad, only 2 for 26 CSW. The the sinker got hit a little bit too. One of the curveballs was hung for a hit. I... It's weird. He gets the Dodgers next. You see this, and you go, "How dare I ever consider starting him against the Dodgers?" But the curveball was so good. I kind of want to put it on the top of the questionable starts, still. I don't know. If you want to drop Jordan Montgomery, please, by all means, do it. You can't trust the Reds, and but you know, how baseball works. Sometimes you do poorly against a weak team, you do great against the best team. You know, it's just like, do you have it? The 4-seam is going to be better than 2 out of 26 CSW, but the curveball isn't going to be a 53% CSW, so we'll see what happens. Nick Pavetta against the Royals, 5 innings, 3 and in runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 7 Ks. You he put him in there for a win and strikeouts, and you got those. Now, don't do not do it in other situations. How did DeGrom go 3 innings, 5 in runs? is beyond me. 13 strikeouts for a golden goal, or for a King call of 40% CSW and 20 with so whatever. Uh Johan Aviedo was on the other side. He is still throwing 96-97 with a 39% CSW on the slider. Oh, man, he could be very interesting next year with Ort- Luis Ortiz and Rossi Contreras. The Pirates, oh, man. Spend some money, Pirates. Go get, like, a really good offense. You know, go sign Aaron Judge. Go sign Correa. Like, do some things. I mean, you don't want Correa. I mean, look, if it was Judge and Neil Cruz or something. I'm just saying, this rotation, Johan Contreras and Ortiz could be fascinating next year. That's all. For this year, we're not going to go after Aviado. I think it's just too volatile. Four walks in this. Jason Alexander and the New York Yankees. Yeah, no, okay, no. Um, Garrett Cole against the Brewers. 22 whips, got to get pull. Four and runs because life is stupid and he allowed two home runs. Like, two home runs. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. You just keep starting him. Glenn Otto against the Rays. Uh, you don't want to trust Glenn Otto. Command is, command is still off. Javier Assad did not have his cutter, and that's what happened here. I thought it was going to work out against Rocky Road. Didn't, I mean, it's still a questionable start, but still, like like we were talking about the Ryan Nelson, he looked good, but this is the volatility we get from rookies often is that you can't really define a guy after one or two starts. There is that low floor that we just haven't seen yet, right? Here it is from Assad when he didn't have his cutter, it was just 5 for 12 strikes, that's it. The reason I like Assad is that cutter, and when he's only throwing it 12 times and only getting 5 strike, uh, strikes out of it, it means he's got to go 4 seamers and, and sinkers, and that's not good for Javier Assad. That said... He does get the pirates next. And sure, it didn't work this time, but now we've seen both sides of it. And we know that it can work against the pirates. So don't rule that out. You'll still be a questionable start there. Marco Gonzalez, come on, man. You get the angels. Like you're supposed to go the rest of the way. Like, uh, You're still starting Marco Gonzalez. Chris Bubich, no. Velocity's up, but yeah, command is just bad. And Hutchinson and Waldichek, absolutely not. All right, looking forward to today and tomorrow. Uh, I'm not doing the list stuff today. As I mentioned, it's just a full set start. So let's just start it off with today and tomorrow. Clayton Kershaw, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, Logan, Gilbert, Cal Wright, Edward Cabrera, and Sonny Gray are your auto starts. You have Wade Miley as the only probable start as he is going against the Miami Marlins as a stream pick of the day. Yes, I would be doing that. It's a probable start. Luis Garcia is starting instead of Christian Javier. The as you said, oh, yeah, he's in the bullpen. It's going to be five guys. No, it's not. It's Luis Garcia. Wh- whatever. Maybe... Maybe all of a sudden last minute it's Christian Javier. I don't know. If it's Luis Garcia, he's the top of questionable start. He's been so shaky lately. I kind of wanted to put him in probable start because I understand if you have Luis Garcia, you're going to start him against the Rays. The Rays are better, though. It is Wander Franco and and company. Yanni Diaz has been really hot. And Luis Garcia has just been, I don't, like, he barely threw cutters. He's been throwing more curveballs, and those are bad. Like, I don't get it. I kind of don't want to do it. Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers don't want to do it if I don't have to um Tyler Wells is he fully stretched out enough to take advantage of the Tigers maybe four innings I don't know Jose Suarez we understand it can be good but the manners are good Kyle Quantrill against the twins not really uh, Drew Rasmussen's at the bottom because he gets the Astros and that's just ugh now the do not start here Chad Cool and Jacob Junis going against each other inside of Coors no thanks 10 Tyler Alexander and Corey Abbott no way in the auto start here for tomorrow Luis Castillo Dylan Cease are the clear one-two to me you can flip him if you want. Dylan Seas has been a little bit worse lately. So, Luis Castillo against Oakland, yes. Shane McClanahan and Carlos Rodon are up here, 3-5. and five. Um, McClanahan gets the Astros, but he looks so good against the Jays, and it's Shane McClanahan. Carlos Rodon had a cracked nail and a blister and left his game after five innings last time after dominance. Still with a cracked nail and all. And now he goes into cores. Now, it's a fastball-focused approach, which generally is okay inside of Coors. The sliders and the breaking stuff are the ones that are worse. So, I'm still starting him, and I feel like, you know what, if he's going, that means he's okay, and this is Carlos Rodon. But I understand if you have a little bit more trepidation. Uh, Christian Javier will be going tomorrow against the Rays. You're doing that. Um, Charlie Morden hasn't been as consistent as we want. That's why he's underneath the Rodon against the Nationals. Cortez is still kind of coming back from the I.L., but he gets Pittsburgh. So you're doing that arguably above Rodon here. I get it. Uh, Tyler Anderson against the Diamondbacks, not as exciting. And Pablo Lopez has been shaky, but he gets the Cubs, and you're going to do that. Probable start tier, you have Nick Lodolo against Boston. He's been so good. So you're doing it for the most part. Uh Carlos Carrasco against Milwaukee. Yeah, it should work. Same with Ross Stripling against the Phillies. Now, Adam Wainwright against the Padres. I do have a fear that he's at the end of his rope and he's getting fatigued. Uh, that's why it's been a little bit worse lately. But against the Padres, and we don't really know what to expect out of the Padres right now. So I think you he, do it with it, Wainwright. And then you have Austin Voth, who's been kind of out of rhythm, but it's the Tigers and you're going to do that. Questionable start here. You can argue that Adrian Sampson is a good streamer to go against the Marlins, and I see that. Um, Brian Bayo against, uh, the Reds, but in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, those are decent streams. Those, those would be of consideration if it weren't for Voth, or Voth, rather. Uh, Dylan Bundy and Kyle Gibson. I don't like those, but I think they're better than the do not starts. I mean, Bundy at least gets the Royals and Kyle Gibson. You never really know. That could work against the Jays. In the do-not-start tier, it's a long one. There are some interesting ones, though. Michael Grove did well in his spot start last week. It's the Diamondbacks here. I just think we don't really have enough here to chase. It's not going to be like a seven-inning start or something. Um, And it's, you know, we don't really know what he's going to do. Luis Ortiz is very exciting. Throws hard and has a nice slider for the Pirates, as I mentioned before. But he gets the Yankees, and I don't want to chase that. Uh, You have... You have Joey Wentz against the Orioles. He did well last time. It's the Orioles. Maybe that works, but Mike Clevenger last month has been terrible, and now it's the Cardinals. Don't do it. Trey Jameson was very good in his debut, but it's the Dodgers, so you don't do it. And J.P. Sears, no, and Cole Raggins, no, and Aaron Savales is still ill coming back, uh, so you don't do that against the White Sox. Zach Greinke, not very good against the Twins. Mike Myers, Kyle Freeland, Zach Davies against the Dodgers. Patrick Corbin, and then Josh Lindblom is in the bottom because I kind of think it's just a bullpen game for the Brewers. But anyway, that's going to do it for today. Good luck. I'm happy that you're still in this. We're going to nail it this week. Of course, check out all my streams on on Twitch.tv slash PitcherList. But that's it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your bats be low and your strikeouts high.